The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie is with us to talk about the ultimate holiday checklist. And I suppose, Sarah, the very first thing I suppose people need to do, particularly if you're bringing children, because I nearly got caught in this one myself last year, check out that all the passports are in date. Yeah, hi Matt. Yeah, that's that's I suppose the the what most people think of passports, uh, money and tickets. But yeah, and, and there's a few different rules with different countries as well. Like places like Turkey, your passport has to be valid for six months um, after your your return date. So while well, mostly in the EU, you know, it's it, once your passport is in date, you're good to go. But there's a couple of things that you do need to check beforehand. You know, and if you're traveling long haul, uh, you know, you need your ESTA for the states as, as well. And there's still the odd places where there are some restrictions in place so the the department of foreign affairs website is very good for the latest travel information on the country you're going to so i'd say that's probably be a good place to start and then something i got caught out on when i was traveling in march when we went to japan i forgot to sort out an e-sim for traveling outside the eu tell us about the importance of that yeah, I mean, again, data roaming, we're blessed with the, the EU now. We, most people just don't think about it anymore. But if you're traveling outside the EU, um, I was actually in Andorra this year and I was kind of, I was a bit taken aback. I wasn't prepared for uh, for the big roaming uh, fees that were there. But you can get an eSIM. It's, it's simple enough if you just Google it in the country you're going to. Um, and you literally just, it's usually a QR code you, you buy online. And you add it into your phone. Um, I don't know what what one you use, but it means then you're 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 just literally paying the local network uh, rates as opposed to paying uh, big roaming uh, charges that that you would you could get caught out caught out on. Okay, talk to me about car parking at the airports. Yeah, um, Dublin Airport, I think it was pr- pretty much well publicised about the sale of Quick Park last year. But like, uh, uh, like they've only 18,000, I just checked on their website today, 18,600 spaces, uh, long-term spaces, that is. They've short-term as well. But And the Quick Park was 6,000. So that's a big, big difference. Um, I had trouble getting car parking space myself during the February midterm. I left it at the last minute. I couldn't get um, uh, availability. So I would just say for anyone travelling in peak dates, July, August, book it now because you know prices it's 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 fluid pricing they're, they're only going to go one way and you want to make sure you have your your parking space booked um Another thing that's great with um, the the DAA is that the you know there is a cancellation policy. It, it's a free cancellation policy if you do a twenty four hour in advance. So if it turns out you get a lift to the airport from somebody last minute, or you can get a taxi, you know you can always cancel it. So you have nothing to lose by booking in advance, and at least you have your space guaranteed. Are airport lounges worth the bother and the price? Yeah, I was in the new one in Dublin Airport there recently. The um, it's not new, but it's uh, it was new for me anyway. The East Lounge, and it's now it used to be available just for travelling east, but now anyone can use it if you pay into it, and it's available online. It's forty one euros for two hours, um, and really, really, there was some lovely food. Um, officially, two drinks per person. If you, um, I'm not that that's what you're supposed to have anyway. Uh, but you've got drinks, snacks, uh, newspapers. You know, for forty one euro. And it's a really, really nice lounge. There's also the American one, the 51st and Green. And then there's the other uh, main lounge, which is even cheaper. I personally don't think it's as, as good, um, but it's that's only €30 Euro for two hours, the, the regular um, lounge in Dublin Airport. So loads of choice there. And when you think of the cost of 
you know, dining out, buying a couple of drinks in the bar, it definitely might be worthwhile, uh, depending on the time you're traveling, of course, booking that lounge for the, 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 the benefits. For, for It really, really can add up if you're going to be eating and drinking in the airport anyway. Talk to me about travel insurance, because again, I suspect a lot of people perhaps don't necessarily think of what they, they need and why. Yeah, Matt, I mean, we all, nobody thinks something's going to go wrong. I mean, holidays, it's positive. We're looking forward to it. You don't want to think that something can go wrong. And that's, we're all in that frame of mind. But it's one of the cheapest parts of your holiday. Like, you just have to have it. You can't leave home without it, really. There is the European Health Insurance Card, and some people rely on that. But that will only cover you in a public hospital in Europe. It won't cover you for, you know, air ambulance if you need to stay longer, um, if anything is lost or stolen on you. So, you know, travel insurance... It's really, it's the, as I said, one of the cheapest parts of your holiday. And I so really just there don't think it's the thing you mentioned there, because even if you were getting hospital treatment, say you had an accident or fell ill a couple of days before you were due to fly home, it's the insurance is not just it will cover you. Perhaps is it for getting back at a later date or time off work that might happen? Yeah, I mean, there's so many benefits um, as well. It's it's not just the hospital and also for cancellation. You know, I mean, I know we don't want to mention the, the COVID and COVID anymore, but like, you know, there is still that it's it's still there, you know, the, and COVID cover is included in most policies now. Once you book at least two weeks beforehand, um, so cancellation is a big part of it as well. If you've forked out, you know, a lot of money on your holiday and it turns out you can't go. So, I mean, it's, there's such a wide benefit. Uh, travel insurance has so many wide benefits that it's it's really, I think it's probably one of the top things you should have uh, before you go. Also, should you do your car hire before you go and also the insurance before you go? Because I'd imagine everybody who's hired a car for and suddenly gets offered this insurance at a price that's nearly as much as the actual car hire itself. Absolutely. Uh, this is an, one of my top tips, I think, for hiring a car abroad because inevitably I, I'm convinced these car hire people hire the best salespeople on the planet and you're arrived, you're off your flight, you're tired, if you have kids hanging out, you know, all you want to do is get to your hotel. So you end up paying for insurance that you just don't need. They kind of, you know, tell you if you're going to have an accident, you're going to stuck with the, stuck with a huge excess bill of a couple of thousand and you end up uh, paying paying this for extra insurance. But there's an Irish um, car hire excess.ie. It's owned by the same company that own Multitrup and they're, they're based there in in, um, in Blanchardstown. Um, and they have a brilliant policy. It's only two ninety nine per day or in Europe, or forty nine ninety nine for the year. And it means that you're insuring against that excess. So you'll still need your collision damage waiver, your basic insurance, but that's usually included in your car rental anyway. But at least when you get to the desk, you don't have to take out the extra excess insurance because you've already paid it. Like I was in Fort Ventura recently and I was quoted €16 Euros a day. Um, but I had taken out the car hire access beforehand for two ninety nine a day. So it's really quite a big saving. And it's that peace of mind. You kind of know you have it before you go. It's, it's, it's a really good one. Yeah. And then something else. How important is it to actually book things before you arrive in your destination, such as excursions, possibly even restaurants? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think with travel, I think one of the, the, the things I personally like to do, and I think you, you, people want to do something you can't do at home. So whether it's a boat trip or you want to see a top attraction, um, and we tend to get a bit lazy. We get into that holiday mode, you lie at the pool, you know, you just go, oh, we, we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow. Um, so when you have something booked, it just, you're inclined, you're more inclined to do it. 
Mm. Again, most of these companies have brilliant cancellation policies. If something happens and you're sick or you really, really decided, you know, you don't want to do it, you can usually cancel anyway. And um, plus some of the top attractions, like, you know, just to get into museums or, you know, or things like that, or it's, it's important to book them in advance, particularly if you're going peak season, because you may not get in. Um, and it's usually cheaper online to book them as well. Um, same with top restaurants, you know, you see these restaurants with stunning sunset views and Santorini and things like that. Like they, they, they just get booked out in July, August. You really need it's it's hard to think about booking a restaurant now if you're not going till July. But if it's if it's one of the top things to do in a country or a destination, I'd say, you know, you can't go wrong with booking them in advance anyway. Sarah Slattery from the travelexpert.ie. Thank you for being with us. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today. 